gentlemen welcome to the shipwreck show my name is shipwreck and i will be your host and dang that turned out good i just did that today hello matthew hello i just did that today it turned out so good you just did that intro today because yeah, i was gonna well, say that's like the, the best i've ever seen that was amazing yeah that was that was i had the song but i hadn't changed the intro or the the like all the pictures and stuff around i just did that today and i hadn't really tested it until just now so it, it turned out so good leave late yeah i can't talk ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show you guys Welcome to the show. We got Jemmy in the house. It's good to see you, Heather, my beautiful Heather. How are you? Heather does flower arrangements and she's beautiful. If you don't follow her, um, I think it's Heather's flowers or Lily's flowers. Follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. She posts all the pictures of these beautiful flowers. Go find her. Uh, Jemmy again and Scott and my beautiful Sonia Brown. It's good to see you. We have uh, Mama Jackson in the house and Elegantly Twisted and Cindy and James and Amy and everybody. You guys, welcome to the live and a very happy Tuesday to all of you. For tonight, I have a brand new guest who I have been following for a really long time on the Tiki Talk, um, and he is a mental health coach, and this is Matthew. It's, is it Matthew? Is it okay if I call you Matthew? Yeah, yeah okay, whatever you want. Yeah. Or Steve. I can call you Steve. Steve. Yeah, yeah, that'll work too. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Steve? Matthew, how are we doing tonight? How are you? Uh, how are things? I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful. I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's an honor for sure. I've been watching you for a while too. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm glad you. I, I'm. I'm glad that you're here. I can't talk. You know, you want to just host? Like, I'll just. Cool. Well, I, I could ask you lots of questions for sure. I'd love to interview I, you. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I don't like questions. In fact, that's a whole thing that I've worked on in my own spiritual journey. Is people when they ask me questions, I clam up and get really like. I just dip. I leave. Like, and and, and we we've worked on that. We accept the love, and we we accept the compliments. Okay, and we don't. We don't fight trolls on TikTok anymore, Matthew. I don't know if you know this. I, I, I do know that. I've been preaching that for a long time. It's just a waste of time and energy. And it makes it me is. almost sad when I see people putting their time and effort into that. We it can is. love them from, we can just love them and wish them the best because we know if someone's reaching out there and attacking as a troll is, we, that says a lot about them and not about the person they're sending the message to. Yeah. It took me a really long time to get there. We used to, I used to justify it though. I used to justify it by, because uh, there is, there's a fine line in, in, going on the defensive and going after people because they're coming after you. And then there's like standing up for yourself. And I think I rode the first part of that line a little too far. Now, like we pick and choose our battles a little bit better. And even when you do, like we were talking backstage, 
when somebody does come in with a comment, we do, we use it as a teaching opportunity because we've kind of learned that, that we need to leave people where, where they are. And that when it comes to everything that's going on, you know, the only thing that's going to work is, is compassion and holding compassion for people. And boy, we've been really trying to lead with that. And it's hard some days, but uh, I think for the most days we've got a pretty good handle on it. Good yeah, stuff. for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, a lear- it's a learning experience though too, don't you find, especially early on, like when we have to put ourselves out there, when we put our initial videos out there, mm-hmm. we open ourselves up to attack. We open ourselves up to people. And a lot of people will find me included that you might get 50 good comments, nice comments. We get one bad one that's hurting you. And we can and focus on you, that one. We still focus, focus on, on that. <laughs> and so that's a learning experience. That's a trigger. That's when we have to learn. Like you have to let that go, you know? And so like that really hurt it. I think it prevents a lot of people from telling their story and sharing what they need to share online because mm-hmm. just for fear of criticism. Mm-hmm. And we, we went that route too for a long time too. Like it was, if you want to make a video, if, if, if we follow each other, like you're here on the show, if, if you support me and, and I support you, like we're friends, I'm careful with that word, but if we're friends, and you haven't made videos, but you, and if somebody comes after you, like, I'm going to, I got you. Like, I will come and take care of all of those comments. You just, you just leave it to me. Okay. But then we kind of had to go through that too, because we have to let people learn to stand on their own and support them without stepping in. And there's a whole process, but we made it. I think we're, we're doing pretty good. And I know that you, you started on TikTok. Um, and, and again, we were kind of talking a little bit backstage. What, how, like, what, what's your, like, what's your story? I have, it's pretty rare that I will bring somebody on who does what you do, who doesn't have some kind of story, myself included. So are you okay sharing that story with us or? or oh know, yeah. I'll share bits and pieces up. for sure. Yeah. I okay, guess we that. share on, on TikTok. We share, we talk, talk about sharing our story, but it's really like one minute at a time. We're not really telling mm-hmm. the whole story, but I think my story is kind of similar for a lot of, um, say spiritual people that get on TikTok is, is that we were bored. And we got on it just to look for something to do. And it's like, holy shit, there's all these people just like me out there share same interests. So that's how I got on it. It was like, it was developing friendships and finding out that like, I'm a black sheep. I didn't really know people that were like me and share interests that I have. Cause I'm not like, I'm work with mental health, but I'm also interested in emotional health and spiritual health. I'm a Reiki healer. Like I've got lots of little things on the go, but to meet and be introduced to so many people and have the opportunity to learn from so many people. That's how I got on there initially right? and how it's stuck. And it took me a while to um, brave, be brave enough to put a video out there because a year ago when I went on, I just did a video a while ago, just been on TikTok for a year. And, um, I didn't communicate very well. I stuttered if I spoke more than like three sentences. I couldn't look people in the eye. Like it was, yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So there's been a, a huge transformation. We talked about that backstage too, about like on TikTok, people can witness our transformation all along. And I get that all the time because I'm essentially a brand new person since I got on there a year ago. That's interesting. What, so you you are, now talk to me a little bit about what do you, so what do you do? Like, as far as you're, you're a mental health coach, you know, do you offer like Reiki sessions to people or what do you kind of do? Well, I do. I don't do that a lot. Actually, I've been a Reiki master for quite a few years, probably like 12 years. And, but I had my own business in my own, I live in a little town. That was a weird thing. A man having a Reiki business and get get laughed at a lot. (laughs) Come take my candy out of my van, you spiritual children. (laughs) No, nothing like that. (laughs) But it was fascinating because like, I mean, I had guys come in there once I got going, got established, like men come in in their work boots, I'd have to help them take their work boots off to, cause their sciatica pain would be so bad. And then I'd get oh. them on the table and they'd get off and they'd be just dancing. Like it was, it was a very rewarding thing, but 
anyway, it was, it was kind of, um, tiring too, because I didn't understand energy that well, even though I worked with energy, I, I didn't protect myself that well. And I was like most people I was trying to, it's almost like a Reiki factory. I was trying to turn out as many clients as I could and that never worked at all. So that played me out. But other than that, like, um, right now I work as a newspaper reporter too. That's sort of my, um, I work that part time and yeah, just that, that's it. I work coaching and help people out. Um, TikTok brings me in some people that are just looking to learn. They, they'll watch my videos and say, Hey, I'd like to learn a little bit more from this guy. And that's what I do. Have you always and been a spiritual, have you always been a spiritual person? Or like, well, a, have you always kind of been interested in this kind of thing? Or was this something that? <laughs> it it like, just sort of yeah. fell on my lap, I guess. Kind of, I went, okay. like I grew up on a farm out on a dirt road in a little town in New Brunswick in a little community. And I went to university, first year of university. I, I went into business because I thought that was a practical thing to take. I wanted to go to university. I didn't really care what I took. I was 17 years old. But I took an right. elective as a religious studies course. And I was introduced to like Eastern philosophies, Buddhism, like I didn't know, I literally knew nothing about it whatsoever. And so that's what sort of um, triggered it for me. They, I learned about meditation when I was 17. No, I wasn't good at it and at all. It, took, it was quite a process to get there. But that's how I got interested in spirituality. I just, I like to read and that Eastern philosophy and ancient um, history, ancient religions, that opened up quite a, a door for me to study and learn from. Did, so, so you don't meditate well? I didn't either. Oh, no, I, I do, do now. now. I do oh, yeah, now, I do for now. sure. But I, uh, yeah, for sure. I do now. And I, this is, it's a, I'm glad we can talk about this for a minute because. I talk about it all right, night. I'm here yeah, for it. Sure. I balls at it. But I, <laughs> me too, because I <laughs> had this vision of what meditation was, which was cross-legged. I bought a pillow and, and everything. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yes. And so we believe that meditation is supposed to lead us to some sort of peace and joy and balance, but you're sitting there uncomfortable. You're pissed off at yourself because you can't. I would get mad at myself. Be like, how, how can you fail at this? All you have to do is not think or what I thought at the time, you just have to be still. So I get pissed off. So I didn't enjoy it at all, but, but I still, I stuck. I've always been a reader and I was interested in spirituality. So I wanted to incorporate it in my life, but I, I struggled with it. And I struggled years with addictions too. And it's very, very difficult to meditate when you're drunk and on drugs. <laughs> well, and that's, well, and that's one of the, one of the things that, cause I mean, I drink, but my, like when we started our journey, it really, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't drugs. It wasn't really alcohol. I, I can, with alcohol, I can take it or leave it, but it was, I was, I was just so sick of my own shit. Like I was just sick of, pushing people away. I was sick of, uh, like dumbing myself down to make it a situation, but I was just sick of everything. Like, and this is kind of what kicked it off. And meditation was one of the first lessons that I went through and people it's hard. It is hard not to think of nothing. Like it, yeah. it's just, you just, it's hard. I, I, it took me so long and now I can get into that space pretty quick, but now like my meditations, they're not just nothing. They're stuff. Like there's, there's mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like there's yeah. messages there's like there's guidance and and you come out of it and you're clear and you've got a, a good idea on what you're gonna what you need to do and it's interesting the, i don't know did okay but did yours evolve when you realized that there isn't just a right and a wrong way to do it that's what i found is like once i incorporated <laughs> you know sort of my own way that it didn't have that i wasn't i didn't have to follow the direction to it and um meditation i find well, it's, it's crucial. It's, it's necessary for like emotional healing, 
especially. And but right now, I find unlike spiritual side and healing side of TikTok, we don't necessarily talk about it that much anymore because maybe it's like too basic or something. But I think it's so key right now. And with what's going on in the world with the Schumann and the solar and the eclipses mm -hmm. and whatever, retrogrades, everything's going on at once. Meditation has been my key to like to maintain that balance that I need, right? And so I wish we, we, maybe we should start back at the basics, and I might start talking about this a little bit more as to to get into find ways to meditate, especially if like if you do with ADHD, which a lot of people do, and like how do you? Yeah, yeah. So to to guide, so I, I learned how to be like my, my own guide through meditation. I would I would like. I would give myself a guided meditation and I had to learn this shit on my own the hard way too. I figured this out. So if we could share that a little bit, it'd be, it'd be helpful for a lot of people because, you know, self-care talk about it. That's so important too, right? Self-care. Well, that's my method right now of upping my self-care game, I guess you could say, because it's required <laughs> It's right now. It's absolutely it. necessary. Yeah, we have to, if, <laughs> if not, you're, you're like, whatever's going on around us right now, it's making things difficult. And so for me, it's yeah, meditation. We, we talked about that this morning, the the Schumann residents. I bring on uh, Queen of the Flock. She's very much into this. I, I don't know a ton about the Schumann. I bring people on who know stuff. I don't necessarily know all the stuff uh, because there's a lot. And so, but she was big into this. We went through the whole Schumann residence and the solar flares and how it's just been like, like let, yesterday, I guess there was this huge spike and a lot of people were complaining that they, they had headaches and they retired and uh, the other side, another side of it was like, they were super inner, like un oddly energetic and ready to go. So it affects people differently. Uh, but meditation, hands down meditation saved my life, but you are absolutely correct. It wasn't until I found my own way. And cause I had done guided and I had done guided meditations on TikTok, and everybody would go into this beautiful rainbow space and they, the care bear stairs and they do the thing. And I'm like here, like I can see it happening, but I'm not, I don't feel like I'm participating in it. And so I tried some other guided meditations and that really wasn't, there was no doorways. I never got to the stairs. I never knew what any of that was. It just never worked for me. So I went in and I just started listening to like the binaural, the binaural beats. And then I just started to just let it go. And once that happened and I, and I laid down, this was another thing. Like I would sit and try to meditate, but I was so focused on not falling over or not like, I don't know. I just never could sit and meditate. Like I have to lay down with like a blanket and like a pillow and then do my whole thing. And I felt that that worked so much better for me. Um, Purple princess, I love your face. Thank you for being here. Um, and I feel like that worked much better for me, but you are absolutely right. I think people get caught up in what they're supposed to do and they don't let their intuition step in and take over to what they actually need to get from it in my opinion. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And that idea of silence in the mind that's put it like, that's what I believe. And that doesn't be so frustrating. It's not necessary at all. It's just, we have to let go of the control of our thoughts and allow the thoughts flow. And I think that if, if someone believes that they have to have a still and quiet mind at all times, well, yeah, that can be very frustrating and it prevents people from, you know, continuing on their meditation practice. But I think right now that I would encourage anyone to just go like as much, it's not going to be easy at the beginning, but what is like, you know, it's, it's an art, it's a skill. And so you have to uh, sit with it and put the time and it's worthwhile. It's been about like, I said I learned it at like 17, I'm 42 now, but it's really been only like 10 months that I've like incorporated like a devout meditation practice where I do it first thing in the morning and then, and my life has changed like a lot since then. So I think that's a big part of it too. Cause you know, I say like if we were running around all day long, our physical body running, 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 
we're going to need a break. And so that's just the same with our mind. We're thinking the same thoughts over and over and over again. So we need a little break once in a while. I think. I agree. And, and it is extremely, it's been, we, we, when you go back to everything that's going on right now, we talk about the Schumann residents and all of that, that absolutely energetically uh, affects everybody. But there's also a lot of like 3d stuff going on. And I say 3d because it's just easier for me to explain it in that way. But there's 3d stuff going on. Like people are, people are struggling. People are having a hard time. People are worked up. There's lots and lots and lots and lots of information out there that people are trying to absorb. Um, and meditation is key to, to clean it all out, to shelve it. It puts it on like all these nice, like organized shelves. And you're not constantly in this state of like fight or flight or in this state of chaos. And I think more people need to, to do just that. They need to get into that meditation practice. When do you, so you do it once in the morning? Do you just do it once a day or how many times a day do you meditate? Well, no, just like past, like, I think it was four days ago, I made alarms on my phone for every two hours. I'm meditating just mm -hmm. for a few minutes, but it has been just mornings, I guess in the evening, some too. I meditate like basically as much as I can. Instead of like, instead of sitting watching TV with my wife, I'll hang out mm -hmm. and I'll meditate then. And so I know that's a weird thing for most people, but like, it makes me feel good. You know, like it gives me, yeah. gives me a balance and peace. And so morning though, first thing I, I take my dog outside and we, play fetch for a while. Then I come in and have a spot and I meditate. So that's, that's my practice for sure. Yeah. We do the same thing. I have a show usually in the mornings. And then as soon as the show is over, I will go meditate. Then I will go shower. And then if I feel anytime I feel like I need to meditate, like you get this feeling of just, if you're overwhelmed or you're underwhelmed or, um, I, I probably do it. <laughs> I probably meditate at least two to three times a day, no, dude, at yeah. least four, at least 40 minutes to a pop. Yeah. Come on. Cause I just go yeah. like it. It's it's I'm exhausted by noon. I'm like, oh, I'm just so tired of thinking. <laughs> I'm constantly yeah. thinking about things. And you spent most of your life, well, I did too, not doing that. It's like I can't right. imagine not doing that and going back to the way I felt because that when you that feeling you have before you're like, okay, I need to meditate. That was a mm -hmm. consistent feeling for you all your life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now you're just like, nope, I'm not feeling like that anymore. So you just wish you could encourage more people. They say they don't have time for it and stuff, but it's like <laughs> make time, like just find this, this you have to. Mm-hmm. It's, and you it's, can find it's different. Part, it's part of self care. Yeah, and we can find different ways. You know, like I mean, there's mantras and you can walk in meditations. There's anything really. It's just we just have to find our own way, and that's what's necessary. We find our own form of meditation. I think that it could be walking in the woods. You know, like there's just yeah, there's lots of options, but it's just necessary. Mm -hmm. Driving is a big one for me, and I don't know how safe that is, but I can just I mean, like I get in my car and I just turn on some music and I just drive and and like I it's like I don't think of anything else but driving the car it's like they're this the auto it's strange but I guess yeah. that's fine and says it's yeah. fine don't tell the cops no I'm um, saying you uh you talked about being a black sheep what did like what did you mean by that what do you mean you're the black sheep so you don't <laughs> feel like you're like the other spiritual leaders come on no, no, not spiritual leaders just I mean I I grew up in a small community um I've always um been interested in spiritual things and there's not a lot of a and a lot of men that do that and a lot of um i guess anyone doesn't men or women in my community there's just not a lot of there and a black sheep is sort of like a black sheep of the family too right just i've just sort of marched the beat of my own drum i don't really and haven't really cared too much about the thoughts opinions and beliefs and judgments of others so much especially now but like right. so yeah i've always done my own thing i've i've done a lot of um work-wise i've done different things that are like um sort of atypical to men in my local area you know like i've been a newspaper reporter i've been a teacher overseas and worked with canadian mental health association i worked with at-risk youth before uh, i've grown up like i grew up on a farm with lots of manual labor jobs but yeah i've always just been been the black sheep and i would say 
almost born awake. I, was, I never, um, yes, everything felt, everyone, everything felt a little different. You know, I've been interested in politics and conspiracies and whatnot too. I've sort of moved away from that. It just doesn't consume me as much, but like, mm -hmm. I've never really bought into the narrative and the beliefs and, you know, the whole be born, go to school, work and retire and die paradigm. I just never really bought into that. So anyway, that makes what, you a weird person. What generation are you? Do you mind me asking? Well, I'm 42. What would put me? So you'd be Gen X? X. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm telling you guys, listen, I talked, so I, I've worked with lots of Gen X people. I'm Gen X. And I've kind of had this theory that Generation X, like the majority of Generation X has the exact same uh, mentality. Like we were never really asleep. And I don't think, I don't know that, and I don't know why, I don't know if it's because of the way, because of the way that we were raised or we're that weird generation, but we just, we never really bought into any, I never bought into any of this shit. I never paid attention. Like it didn't affect me. So I didn't, I never watched the news. I didn't care about any of this until uh, 2019, 2020 when COVID hit and they took my kid out of school for a cold. I didn't understand that. Like I couldn't wrap my brain around it. And boy, then I really started to see how programmed some of these people were. I, and I was astounded. Like I, I lived in this small town with all of these amazing people and they're still amazing. Um, mm -hmm. But all these people that I always thought, you know, like if, if things if, like it's just because the whole thing was ridiculous in my brain. And I'm like, but they just masked up and stayed home and they'd walk around with like this, almost like this deer in the headlights look. And I'm like, my God, like it's, it's, it's there's your mask isn't going to help. Like what, what's happened? Like logic went completely out the window with a lot of these people that I had looked up to. And I really, and I, but every time I talk to somebody who comes from generation X, they just have the same mentality. They're like, we just never bought into it. Um, and I yeah. thought that was really with like the Mandela effect. Like, I think that hit generation X a lot harder than it hit any other generation. Because we all we just lost our whole childhood. Thanks a lot. Like that was everything. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah, but do you find I I feel like we're like the bridge, you know, between the two generations, the old ways and the new ways. Like I mean, we existed. We remember days pre-internet, and like we lived those days. But we're like a dying breed now. So we're like that generation between that old mindset that had been conditioned to live and exist the same way for centuries, you know, the mm -hmm. same way slave mentality. And then, you know, we move on, but then we, we learn, we learn the technology. So we're incorporating that too. So I find that fascinating, but you said Gen X, like everyone that way, I don't know. There's a lot of Gen Xers that are, aren't following this too, you know? Oh, they're not. Of, well, I mean, not, they, there's a lot of Gen Xs where, with Max is going too, where I'm from anyway. Well, you're from, are you from the Canada? I'm from the Canada, from the East Coast. Canada. Yeah, yeah. Man, my morning show host, her name is Jen Snow. She is yeah. from the Canada. She is a hypnotherapist. Oh, and yeah. she hypnotherapized me when I was going through some of my nonsense and, and helped me kind of work through a lot of that stuff. And she's helping me, uh, or she was helping me. We're kind of, I kind of can do this on my own now, but she kicked me off on how to the heal the body from the inside out. Do you ever, have you ever looked into that? Have you ever researched that? So your body actually has the capability of healing itself to where a lot of these uh, diseases, such as like your Crohn's, your, your, um, like your chronic diseases. Uh, if you, you know, meditate, <laughs> like you, if you meditate and you follow certain diets and you kind of pay attention, you can manage your disease without the use of medication. This is the theory. I'm not a doctor. Don't do this. Don't just go run off your medication. People. Dang. Right. 
I did though. <laughs> I quit. I quit taking my, I have, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and, and I stopped taking my medication a little over a year now, um, and focus solely on meditation and diet and, um, making sure that, you know, I stay where I need to be. And so far, knock on wood, we, we just had a scan and I've got no, no new lesions. My old lesions have healed. So there's some, there's, there's some stuff there with that. I don't know if you, did you, have you ever researched any of that and all what oh. you're doing like your Buddhism and stuff? Oh yeah. I've experienced it firsthand for sure. Part of my, oh my God. Like, like a year Tell ago, me. a year ago, I was taking 22 pills morning and night and now I take three. So like what happened a few months ago, um, I had four different physical problems going on and okay. uh, just mine. I had like, like stomach acid. I was had gout. Like I was like 75 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, right. I had cholesterol. I had bowel problems too. The doctors couldn't figure out what it was. And I went, all of those are healed. Like I had no problems. Like they're all gone. I haven't, that was like eight or nine months ago and I've been no problem since. And even like, then I went off of like antidepressants and I went off anti-anxiety mm -hmm. drugs. Those are all gone too. And so then I went off more psychiatric drugs too. And so, but I'm, you know, I weaned off of those, but I still take some, so, but, um, but I literally, I was taking a handful of pills, 22 morning and 22 at night. And now I take three morning and night. So yeah, I do definitely believe in that for sure. Yeah, we can, we have the ability to heal ourselves and yeah, scientists will, and doctors will argue with that, but it's, it's undeniable proof. Yeah. There's all kinds of people out there who have done it, but yeah, you don't just jump off your meds, but I mean, you have to use your own we're not doctors. judgment. No, no, we're not doctors. No, for sure. We're not. But, but they, it's they just know. possible. Yeah, they yeah. know that this this was something that I was going to start doing. They know that I was going to start doing it, and and I was going to guinea pig it because I I didn't want to do this anymore. Like I was losing my hair, my my everything was all messed up. Like the medication was doing me more harm than the actual disease itself. And I was the same. I was on anti anxiety meds. I was on depression meds. I had pills to keep me up. I had pills, you know, to make me sleep. And it seemed like every time I would I would get like I would get upset or you know I would feel really anxious I'd go to the doctor they just up the pill and up the pill and up the pill and there was really no conversation about hey maybe you should you know learn how to meditate that was one there was no conversation and maybe you should learn how to meditate or maybe you should uh, cut out this food this food and this food because it's known to cause inflammation which the inflammation can affect your mood and then your mood it can affect your nobody talked to me about that and I had to learn that kind of all on my own I learned that through Jen and then I learned a lot of it through just researching on my own um inflammation is a real bitch. Like if you can't get inflammation under control, you're going to have all kinds of problems. Um, were you nervous? Like when you started going off all these meds or did it just come naturally to you? Well, I did it slowly. Like, hey, I, I was nervous. You're I was like, fuck it. I, well, the, the physical ones, yeah, like the, the heartburn pills and that, like, yeah, I just stopped those and they just, I was fine. And I had changed my diet as well too. But mm -hmm. I wasn't scared at all. I mean, I don't think it's natural whatsoever. And I've been in the mental health system. I was diagnosed with a mental illness like 17 years ago. And I was like you. It's just like I would go to the doctor. Okay, here's pills. And I would just take it. And then like I wouldn't ask any questions. I wouldn't look it up. Might not even be able to pronounce it. But then so six months later or three months, whatever, I would, those symptoms would come back. Go to the doctor. Boom, here, double the dose. You know, mm -hmm. here's a new prescription. It just never ended. So it progressed from like me. I was taking three pills 17 years ago. And then it moved to 22 pills. And so those, those mental health medications really affect my physical health too. So like, it was just a, it's a sad process. I believe that, that people just have no awareness whatsoever. And part of my like mission, I guess you would say is the connection between our mental health and our emotional health, this healing journey. Like that's what changes the game. It's like every person that I've met that has experienced healing has, has consciously chose, chose to better themselves and heal those wounds. 
their mental health is improved, their physical health, their spiritual health, you know, like, so, yeah. Yeah, they should, They that should be talked more about, in my opinion, and, and big pharma is kind of something that we've taken on, <laughs> that we've yeah. taken on 2021 and when it came out with the Ovid-K Axie yeah. Bay. And it was, and they were really pushing it on the kids. They'd put an vaccine bay clinic in my kids' school um, before it was approved, before it was safe, before like like two weeks after it had rolled out. <laughs> and we were like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And they, like, we took this, I took this on. And um, do you think that, do you, th do you think that maybe doctors push a little too much for the psychiatric meds with stuff? Because I've, I've had, and even now, like, I feel like my mental health is better, but I do have days. And when those days happen, I just had one and, and it's, you know, one or day or maybe two days where I'm just, I'm, I'm inconsolable. Like it doesn't, nothing really happened. I'm not really, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, I'm sad or I'm upset. And before, when that would happen, I would call my doctor. I'd be like, you know what? Something's wrong. Like I'm scared and I'm, I don't know what's going on. And then they would just give me more pills. Do you think that Maybe if doctors focused more on um, like doing things like meditation practices and, and healing past traumas is another one, you know, because a lot of us is generational. My all my parents had anxiety. Do you think if they did that, then maybe things would get better maybe for people? Thoughts? Yeah. Are you, if you don't have to say if you don't want to, I, I feel like this could be kind of controversial. I don't want to put you on the spot. Not at all. No, no, no. This isn't controversial at all. This is fact. Like you, <laughs> they, mm -hmm. I think, I think that, they push it too much because they aren't aware other options exist. I believe that it actually like psychiatrists, there are different like levels within the actual mental health system. They aren't aware of emotional healing. I have a mental health therapist. She knows nothing about shadow work, nothing about emotional healing, nothing whatsoever. And so are they pushing too much? But maybe that's all they know too, because doctors are humans too. And they study mm -hmm. just like any other subject that's out there is they read a textbook and they're good memorizers and they pass this on. So if they don't have this awareness themselves, how can they pass it on? And so I know I have spoke to a psychiatrist about emotional healing and she just basically dismissed me, laughed at me like mm -hmm. she didn't, like there was nothing to it. And so I think that like I worked in the mental health system too, like as, as a, uh, like work with youth and at-risk youth and um they didn't weren't aware or i wasn't aware of emotional healing whatsoever i was in the system for 17 years i'm fairly educated and i didn't know anything about it so like i think that's a kind of a sad thing you know that that i was forced to learn actually it was tiktok that taught me about it that's a beautiful part about this that app is that yeah. i didn't even i was going through the healing process and healing journey before i even knew what was going on i was such a mess but then once i became aware of the existence of emotional healing and shadow self and all that then that changed the game so yeah do i think the doctors should change it or like promote it more yeah but they're gonna have to become aware of it first do you think that they they can't become aware of like they they don't like they don't know or do you think that they won't because i've, I've kind of got both and like my yeah. pet doctors dismiss me for this same reason. Like that they, I know and my neurologist is one of them. When I told her I didn't want to do this anymore and I wanted to take other avenues, I actually was kind of coming to her for a little bit of guidance, hoping that she at least knew somebody in the area that I could go to for like Reiki or anything like that. And she, she didn't laugh me out of the room, but she wasn't happy. She, mm. she's like, you know, and she gave me all of this. There's a lot of, a lot of fear that she's like, I've seen people your age go off their meds and then now they're disabled and they deeply regret it. And I'm like, okay, I, I get that. But also my hair is falling out and my gut health is terrible. Like, oh, there I have all of these other problems because of this med. 
And you just keep giving me more meds for those problems. And so I was in the same boat. I'm popping meds all day long for the side effects, which cause side effects. Then so I got a different med for a side effect, which caused side effects. I just don't feel like that's any way for people to live. And that's what I told her. She, she was not happy. And she called me a whole bunch of times um, trying to push me to get back on this med. Not to mention the med was like $24,000, like a dose. It's just, it's like, it's like a house. It's a house. I believe it. <laughs> well, I think it's a lot of ego involved too. I think especially yeah. like, like it's hard to lump, or I don't like to lump anyone all in one category say just doctors in general, but doctors have been conditioned to have substantial egos. And when you suggest that something they were taught isn't right, they're a doctor. Mm -hmm. What do you know? You're not a doctor. So you, they don't treat you. They're not going to respect that whatsoever, especially their fragile egos. And you, if you begin to suggest something that, that doesn't line up with what they believe, like that's not just doctors, that's anyone really, they will argue that to, to their death. And so it's a sad thing that they're doing that, but she just like your doctor just isn't aware that not only that they, they studied like all the pharmaceutical drugs, but they've also been taught and taught and conditioned to go against any holistic treatments too, you know? Do you feel like holistic treatments are going to make a comeback? They are kind of, but do you think they're going to, you think this is going to be like a big part of our future? Say the next 10, 15, 20 years? Comeback. Um, I hope so. Well, like, I mean, in, ter in terms of like over surpassing, you know, Western we're, like we're not going to start burning people at the stake again. Cause that's kind of where it stopped last time. Cause then they were like, yeah. no, nah, you're practicing this. We're going to burn you at the stake. And then the women were like, nah, we're not going to nah, here, take this pill. It's fine. Cause well, nobody wants to be burned alive. Well, maybe it's starting with Gen X as we're getting older. We're just like, wait a minute. Like you just said, like all of these, you're taking more pills to counteract the side effects from the previous pills. And it's just going to get worse. It doesn't get better. Like it's just going to get on as we get older and older. There's going to be more pills, more pills, more pills. And still we, until we start taking care of ourselves and take our power back. So mm -hmm. will it come back? Yeah, I think it is coming back too. And it's understanding like, like the process of self-healing because like if with the emotional healing journey, when we're healing these wounds, I mean, those, it's those wounds that once we heal those, that, that affects our physical health too. And it might not be so necessary for us to uh, need all these pills. Cause that's the pattern that I've seen all along is the people that will heal their traumas from early childhood or whatever traumas they'll throughout their life. Once they heal those, then they're not, they don't need all that anxiety and depression and also the physical problems too. Yeah. I don't think people realize how much of that carries into adulthood, like, and how you, you react to certain things because of what happened to you as a kid, or even this goes back like the generational trauma too, right? Like I told you, like my, my parents had anxiety. My grandparents had anxiety. My, their parents had anxiety. Like this is a ongoing thing. I, I was pretty much born. Like I came out of, I came out with a panic attack. Like there's, there's really no reason for me to have panic attacks. I just have them. And it's it's very interesting. Jen kind of talked to me a little bit about this, mm. like the generational push. She's like, this is because it's kind of ingrained in your cells and your DNA. Do you agree with a lot of that or do you think it's something different? Well, I think the the generational thing, because we'll say that like mental illness and addictions, for example, they'll say that's a generational thing. But what's, what is generational is the traumas that they we accord generationally and then we're required to... Uh, drink and do drugs and develop mental illness to overcome the pain from the traumas that we endured that went down the line. And you talked about your parents then going down generationally. Well, that's, then they believe that's normal. And there's a great big difference between common and normal. And so like, we see that as just like, 
passed off easily. It's like, oh, well, my mother dealt with that. Her mother dealt with that. Well, fuck, mm-hmm. that's still not right. That's not common. Mm-hmm. We never We've like always been uh, this way. You know, that's nice <laughs> to hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's not the way it is. So that's why we have things like we talk about cycle breakers, people that are breaking these generational traumas, and that's what's been going on right now. A lot of people stepping up to that. Like I've had um, drinking, alcoholism has ran and mental illness has ran in my family for generations too. So it's been passed down the line. So I'm a cycle breaker. I have no addictions anymore, you know, so because I put in the effort, put in the work and I healed all that trauma that I endured, you know, not just as a child, but things I did to myself too, as an adult. And um, yeah. Yeah. We've been there. I've, I've done some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as an adult, like I, We've definitely been there. Um, oh, I had a all about the generational stuff. I, I just, I don't know. I found the generational stuff really, really interesting. I'm a black sheep in my family. Like, my family doesn't really talk to me anymore. And I, I spent a lot of my life, like I, like I said, you know, kind of dumbing myself down to make a situation better, even though it wasn't my fault. And when I stopped doing that, and I found this kind of interesting, I found it really sad at first because, you know, you're sad. You don't want to, you know. But then after I kind of got over the sadness, it was, it was very interesting because looking back at it, it's like as soon as, as I stopped being like the, the place, as soon as I stopped putting in those boundaries or as soon as I started putting in those boundaries, like, hey, listen, we're not going to do that. Like, no, you're not going to talk about that. You're not going to, you're not going to no, it's not just a joke. Okay. It's not funny. Like they just stopped talking to me. And, and that's kind of heart wrenching because it's like the whole time you were there basically for them to beat on. Or not, maybe not beat on, but do you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I have a very similar story. I don't really have any communication with any family anymore, basically since my healing journey began because it's some crazy shit that we do, this mm-hmm. healing stuff, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough because because what we're doing is we're stepping up. We, when healing, we become actually who we really are, our true self, because mm-hmm. we have to discover that. And so in that process that once you're your true self, you see the people that you spent time around, they're like that's not who I want to be around anymore. And I'm tired right. of trying to be, be somebody else because we're people pleasers. We say we mask. Yes. And that was my thing is that when you said dumb down, that's a good thing. It's so like, I always like, we have to like be so mindful and careful what we say because everyone's triggered so easily and you have to be someone other than who you really are. And so, yeah, it's a process. And this seems to be another common one with anyone who's experienced this, this emotional healing journey is they lose basically their family. They lose everyone almost everyone they know. And so that seems to be very common. This is why I'll be, you know, TikTok and I, we have this love-hate relationship. Like, I just got off my ban. I just posted a video. If you guys haven't go watched it, go do so. It's not, uh, it's just a video. But I just got off my ban. This is like my 25th account, probably now. I've got a backup account that's severely shadow banned and on its way out, I'm getting the warnings. Like, TikTok and I have just gone rounds. But I am so forever grateful for that stupid app because I found all of these people on that app and I didn't, I, I lost everybody. It started, you know, with the family. And then as the political side of things started to come out and as I started to stop taking a bunch of shit to, to keep the peace, like I get, leave my house. Like that's kind of where we got, like, I don't like this. You need to leave my house. I kind of lost a lot of people. And I found all of these other people who were going through a very similar situation who lost all their people too. And yeah. like, we did a Christmas special because a lot of people didn't have anywhere to go. Like these families, they wouldn't have let them come over for Christmas because they didn't get the jab. And I, okay, I, I get it. Like I'm not judging, but now these people didn't have anywhere to go. So we had a show Christmas night 
these people uh, like they mean more to me than I, I can even express um, because now I've just got my little family. I've got Mr. Shipwreck and my kids and really that's it. And I found that a lot of people kind of uh, they, they went through the same thing, but they found their their peace. They found their purpose. Like I found my math. Yeah, I found my purpose. And what an amazing place to be after all that. Horseshit. God. We're on the same page, exact same story. Yeah, yeah. And it's fantastic. And it sounds kind of sad when you say like, oh, I lost everyone. It's not really, mm -hmm. you know, like it's like it is kind of yeah. sad in theory, you know. Um, I'm getting married in a couple of weeks and I've got basically Aww. no guests uh, coming to like on my side. And that's okay. Like it is, it sounds kind of sad, but you know what? I would rather, well, I'd rather be myself than try to pretend to be someone else just to make other people that's happy. Fine. And that's what, that's what we do our entire lives is we try like, especially people who are sensitive energetically is that we don't want to upset people. We don't want to irritate people. We don't want to annoy them. And so, cause we feel that their, their energy, and so like, I, yeah, we, we're someone else all the time. So yeah, it sounds sad, but like, that's nah, all good because you found your people. And that's the thing. TikTok provided me with that too, is that I have good friends now and I've had people that I've had the best conversations with ever in my life over the past year, you know, the deepest, most sincere conversations, uplifting, you know, it's been fantastic. It is. And, and I've done the same thing. Like all of these people in here, they're all just running their mouths, but they made me this birthday video. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Like, as you get older, birthdays don't become a thing anymore. You have your kid. We celebrate because we have kids. But they put together this beautiful, like, and for years, I hadn't really done anything for my birthday. They put together this video and then surprised me with it in a morning show. And I didn't even know how to react. Like, I'm not good at, like, we're working on the compliments thing. That's a big thing, too. But I've never had anybody really do that stuff. So my husband, you know, he does his stuff. But to have a bunch of strangers take all of that time and, and for my, my Sonia to take all that time and do something like that is incredible. And I think that's a true testament again, to a lot of, of the, the people that we found, like the crew that we found our circle, which yeah, and you've been on the show, you're, you're here now, they're going to go follow you. That's how this is going to go. They know how to, they know how it goes, nice. but they, I couldn't have done this with, I could have, but I, I made it a lot easier to do this uh, with, all of the support that we had. And then on top of it, you're, you kind of hit the, the nail on the head. Is that the saying? Yes, it is. You kind of hit the nail on the head with it because I don't have to be somebody else anymore. And you don't have free, like, it's really sad. You lose the people. You don't get to go to the barbecues and, and you didn't get any invitation to your nephew's graduation. Like, okay. Yeah. That's a kick into the face a little bit, but at the same time, I don't have to go to that graduation where I'm going to absorb all this, this toxic. Cause they're still in their, we have to leave them where they're, they're still in that place and they're probably going to stay there. Um, and I don't have to go and put on this facade because now, and okay, so listen, let me ask you this. So as you're going through this, okay. And you're, you're becoming the true and authentic version of yourself. Do you find it a lot harder to pretend not to be anymore? Like my resting bitch face, like I didn't even know I had one, but I sure got one now because you could just tell when I'm not in on this at all. Have you, do you figure that, like, is that hard for you to fake it if you have to? Oh, well, I won't. You know, it's just, it's, it, well, it's exhausting for one thing. Like, it's just well, that's what I'm saying, exhausting. but if you had to, like. Yeah, I guess if you have to, for sure. Like, I mean, it happens a little bit. Like, I have to do it with my job, but I don't actually. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I have this, but I have a fantastic work that I, I love and I don't really need to fake it that much. So, like, I, I work a lot from home by myself and I don't mind keeping to myself, but. I don't, I would never go back to that faking 
bullshit any ever no. again i'm just no. like i know i love me i don't love that person that person I that know. i used to be that person that shadow self person that i was anxious depressed addicted to everything no boundaries people pleaser i'll never be that person again i mean it's there it exists but i don't want to go back there i don't like that guy that much <laughs> what was what was your biggest boundaries okay so boundaries were my biggest probably my top three of biggest things biggest hurdles that i had that i i sucked at setting boundaries with myself and with other people. What was you, what do you feel like your biggest thing was like probably the biggest hurdle you had to overcome? Well, so probably, the, probably, well, yeah, there's probably several, yeah. but like that boundary thing was a big one too. And I didn't really go about it probably the textbook way that you're supposed to either. But like, I just, I recognize, I didn't understand that term like toxic person. Like I didn't understand that well. And so, and I also didn't understand how there were people around me, how bad they were affecting me, their toxicity was affecting me. So for me to develop like the courage to like step back and walk away, say, no, I'm done. Um, that changed the game for me altogether. Because like a lot of people that like we grow or we, we didn't get enough attention, affection and love as children, you know, like we all are like that. Right. And so we didn't get that. So then we'll, we become this people pleaser and we want that person but then to recognize that hey that person that you are craving their attention from is actually the most toxic person for you and it's what a piece of shit yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so when it comes to healing i just i I realized that you can't heal and while being poisoned at the same time so that was my initial hurdle in the beginning and that was a process and i still might be today i mean i don't really deal with it at all but like it I'm grateful oh. that I had the ability to to set these boundaries. And I see now how I should have set them like 20 years ago. But I mean, the life is set up the way it is. And I had to go through all that shit, right? To get to where I am now. I don't think you can, when when your balls deepen into that, 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 that attachment or that imprint or whatever it is, you can't see it. Like you're just blind to it. Like you're blind. And right, it is right. such an incredible feeling to wake up one day and and have healed have gone through just the hurt and the pain and the for days and to wake up one day and to look at that person yeah. or that situation and feel nothing so i don't yes. know if you know what's going on in the comments over here but apparently these people are planning to come to your wedding they li- he lives in canada y'all need a passport and maybe an, an acting <laughs> day i'm not sure what trudeau's doing over there but uh we're probably we're probably not going to go to Canada. I've got a rule about meet and greets. They get like, I haven't, I don't really do them. Yeah. And then if I do do them, uh, you get like 20 minutes. I might do a little speech. I'll shake some hands. I'll, I'll hug ish. And then I'm going to leave. And that's, that's going to kind of segue into this too. Do you feel like you need more alone time? Like, do you feel like as diverse as maybe you didn't before? I used to feel like I needed to be surrounded by people constantly, but now if I can't get to be by myself, after a certain amount of time, um, it's going to be a bad day for everybody involved. Have, do you feel like the need to be alone more often? I don't. I've been alone. I've chosen to be alone most of my life. I just prefer prefer my own company than to be other because I wasn't comfortable before in being myself, or I didn't know how to be. So it was exhausting to like basically perform for others. But now. I mean, I do, I live in a small town. Yeah. Like I spend a lot of time alone and I have my wife and I'm very happy with her and my dog, (laughs) but like, um, but like, I'm actually, I enjoy having conversations like this with meeting with like-minded people so much that I I find I have a lot more, I'm alone, like physically a lot, but I have conversations with other people, you know, with zoom chat stuff. And I love that. That's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. too. So. Yeah. I can talk to people all day mm -hmm. long. Obviously we do, but as, as far as 
I don't know. Like I went through this. I used to go to a lot of things. Like we would get invited to a lot of things from weddings to funerals to uh, like corporate parties to birthday parties, which is all the stuff, Christmas dinners, all the, and I just hated it. Like I hated it. And I can remember hating yeah. it since I was a kid. Like, and as soon as I could drive, I insisted on driving myself to a lot of these things that my family would make me go to because if I wanted to leave, I wanted to leave. And I was always caught a bunch of hell for leaving all the time too. They're like, you just got here. And I'm like, yeah, now I'm just leaving. And now I feel like I, that was a boundary that I didn't have. Like I was a yes person. I would say yes to everything. Yes, we can go to this. Yes, we can go to that wedding. It doesn't matter if we know them or not. Yes, we will go. Now I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And I don't feel guilty about it. There's a huge guilt yeah. factor that was yeah. leading into a lot of this. Did you have a lot of guilt with, with any of that? Yeah, <laughs> and I did it. I we sound so similarly. I would do the exact same thing. I always have an escape route. I would be the last person mm -hmm. to show up and the first person to leave for sure. And I didn't understand why, to be honest. And But the thing is, is like when you're empathic, like I have all the traits of like super empath. So I feel like everyone's feelings in a room, you know, like everyone's mm -hmm. feelings. And if you got people and especially at like say a family event or something where half the people don't even want to be there. I could feel all that, right? You know, and so like I always hated all that. So now I have no problem definitely saying no. It doesn't happen very often, but um yeah, I can I can say no to events easily now I can for now. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can because now. I lost everybody. Fuck you guys. I don't care. I'm not yeah, gonna. yeah. I don't get invited now, but it's that's about our protection yeah. thing too, right? So so we're being we're protecting our, our energy and protecting our peace, and there's nothing more valuable than that. And so you realize that like a lot of the things we did was just to make other people happy rather than yourself. And it's kind of like people say, call us selfish for being like that. But like, yeah, we are being selfish and that's okay. You know what I mean? We need to do that. But just others don't understand that because they've never ex experienced those emotions or those feelings of, you know, being surrounded right. by a bunch of people. God, it took me so long to recognize what that was. And and even now, like we do, I turned down events. I won't go to certain events. And Mr. Shipwreck's the exact opposite. Like he needs that stimulation be around all the people to that's what fills his cup right we are we are complete opposites in that sense what fills my cup is being a fucking lone for a while like my <laughs> give me my binaural beats light me a candle give me a blanket and some headphones and i don't knock don't talk no nothing i need to be alone but as i'm as i'm kind of coming to this too and and this is a big part of what we've been working on the last 12 months too is we talk about like the meet and greets like there are some people there are some people like i would i would come like i i would not knock if, if if like cat had talked about doing something here in iowa and having all of them i i would go and and i would i would enjoy it like i think i would be excited i think it's really depends on the people that are around you yeah. talk about being a super empath i think the people around me through most of my life until i was considerably older um just were really unhappy with with their lives or with the situation or and then and i just took all of that on and so i can you know i would get like tense up here i would get headaches terrible um but i think it, it really depends on who you're around do you find that like when you're around groups of like different groups of people maybe you don't do it as often as like when you talked about work you know you talked about even like zoom calling i can absorb people's energy through the freaking internet I comment yeah, yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really can't I'm really conscious of that. But do you feel like maybe just the certain people that you're around is is affects you more than not? 
Definitely. I feel that it, like it would be a beautiful thing to be in, like in a meet and greet with a bunch of like-minded individuals that like, mm-hmm. especially like I've, I've got a lot of TikTok friends. I would love to be meet in person for sure. I've never too. met any, and that would be a fantastic thing, but that'd be different all together. You know, like those, those meet and greets or the, if you have like an event, say it's only an hour and people will say to you, that's what people say. Oh, it's just an hour. You can just do it for an hour. Just come for an hour. But the thing is that people don't realize that like for seven fucking days before that, you're dreading it. Which you know? <laughs> you think then, you're overthinking and then, it constantly. Yeah, yeah, over, and then after, but after it's done, that's when the overthinking gets going. I find that like, mm-hmm. oh, did, it, did they understand what I was saying? Did that make them uncomfortable? And so you're thinking that. So it's not an hour. It's a two that's week process, you know? <laughs> that is <me laughs> And people too. don't understand that. that They call you selfish for not wanting to just be there for an hour. It's like, no, you, this is a two week process. Yeah, this is something like I have to plan. Like, and I got to this point where, look, if we got to go do something, I don't want to know about it until like two hours before because I (laughs) I can't. I cannot sit for two weeks and think about this and and dread it and get so anxious and then go there and then experience it. And then it takes me two days to come down. It does. It does. It takes me that I have to come down from this experience. Like, I again, I'll get this headache and this. I have to be like alone. I, I'll be snarky. Um, and that's something I, I did. I really had to work on that because I, at the end of the day, I think, and you're probably the same, but we do really love people. It's not, we're not being mean. I'm not being rude. It's, it's not that. I just, I take on so much of other people's energy. Like I can yeah. feel their energy and it's hard to explain unless you, you, well, and you do it, unless you do it, yeah. how, how, yeah. Ugh. You can't. You can't explain it. That's the thing. Like you can't. It's it's like explaining the color to someone who can't see. Like you just can't. If you don't experience that, like if you grow up in a family, for example, one person's moods or their energy is very chaotic, you might be the only person in that family who actually knows what that other person feels like. Maybe everyone else grew up in that same house, but you're the only true person who has experienced the same emotions as that person who is has chaotic energy. And that's something that just people can't wrap their head around. And but the different thing too is that now we know how to sort of protect our energy. We don't like go into places, but like to get prepared, you know, like I don't, I don't, I used to have a lot of fears in before of like going out in public to the stores and stuff, not irrational fears. I just didn't like how it made me feel. But oh, I now, had irrational fears. Like, am I taking <laughs> too long to get my credit card out of the wallet and then put it back? Like, am I t- like that would legitimately freak me. I would get panicked. Like, if I took too long at the little stand to pay, while people were behind me, like I would have these like heart palpitations. Like now I don't care. Yeah. Still, that's what I was saying. Now you don't, that's a beautiful thing. And, and, and when you say that, I feel your pain there. Cause I've been had similar situations, but like when you say that a lot of people are like that, but through this, the healing process and getting to know yourself and have, you know, self-worth and self-respect, you don't have to deal with shit like that anymore. You don't have to worry. If someone doesn't like how long you're taking the credit card out of the, wallet well that's just their problem not yours right so that's what you have to learn it's i don't know i had a hard time with it and and it's still something like i'll I'll be doing we're i think we're on like the downhill slide of it now or the uphill whatever we're doing really well and and but there are like i said there are days like there are things that will come up that still kind of trigger that we still have to work on this is would you agree that this is kind of like a never-ending process which is scary to say but do you yeah, think it is. Just, just this continual? I think it gets easier and it gets better, but I think that you're constantly going to be challenged with life. And 
I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because I guess through the challenges, like you experience as growth and development or evolution, you could say. And like most mm-hmm. people I find that are just stuck in the same like loop mode. It's the same like year after year, same thing. So when we get these challenges and I find they happen, well, a while ago they were happening pretty fast to me, but it was like an upgrade constantly. So yeah, it's going to be a lot, but like, it doesn't scare me anymore. Cause I just know that this too shall pass. Right. Like it used to be if like depression hit or something, you'd know that I'd be, or I'd be afraid that it's going to happen for months, but now mm-hmm. it's like two, two or three days and I see it for what it is, which is an upgrading process. So like, I don't have the fear anymore. So it'd be nice to get a break though. Once in a while, wouldn't it? It would. I had to, <laughs> but this was, I, we went through months and months and months and months and months and months and months of this. Like it was, it was always this constant constant. Like we'd get through one thing and there would be another and another. And finally, we, this was a few weeks ago, Jen's like, why don't we just take a break and let you just be in the whelmed of things? Cause like the next thing was like, I had some anger. It's like, I get angered. There's a fine line between anger and passion. And I was still riding that anger line a lot of the times. And she, so she told me, she's like, just take a break. She's like, why don't we just take a break, push the anger down. We'll work on it, but let's take a couple weeks off. And then in doing actually taking the break and stepping back, it actually kind of worked itself out. And, and I wasn't so, it was interesting because I, that I didn't feel the need, all of a sudden I didn't feel the need to get angry about dumb shit anymore or mean comments or at people who were being mean to my friends or that, that anger just kind of dissipated. And I don't know if it's because we took a break. I don't know if, I don't know why it did or if it was something else, but it just, it dissipated. So I think it's really important that we take breaks because if you don't, like I was anxious just from being healing from the anxiety. It was, it's intense. I know it's it's horrible. That's the thing. Like we can laugh about it, and we're doing well now. But mm-hmm. holy Jesus, it's so hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my yep. life. That healing process, the most pain I've ever felt. You know, sitting with all that shit. And when you're saying that that um, like we did it. Like, do you mean through like hypnotherapy? Is that what you, what you mean? Yeah. Well, I say, <laughs> I I did it. I, I I did it. I um. Yeah. Well, and I worked with Jen, so her. You know, we did it. But when I say we. I've gotten into this habit of saying we when when I talk about the things that I went through, because really, I mean, I went through them, but I brought again, I brought them with me. So that's always kind of we and I know a lot of them went through it and are going through it and are starting or are on the other side at the same time. And so I always say we um, it's just better yeah. that way. <laughs> I don't it's kind of a corporate yeah. thing, too. Like there's no I in team, but there is an yeah. I in E. So. But it's just, I just was curious because you said taking a break, but it's like, it seems like the universe tells me when to take breaks and not like it's, I don't seem to have much of a say in it sometimes. So if you could tell, mm-hmm. teach me a trick on how to like take a break, I guess it depends. Uh, maybe it depends on where the moon and the sun are really like, but like, mm-hmm. I just find that like, I'll go through processes where a, like say a two month or a month process where it's like, I'm healing like constantly. It's like one thing after the other, but like I've been pretty good lately, all this crazy energy that's been going on and I've been pretty good other than feeling physically. But like, if you know a trick to take a couple weeks off from healing, I'd love to hear it. I asked for permission. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I yeah, did. I had gotten, we, we were live and I don't want to say it was with Jen, but I was like, and, and this other layer had come up and we just finished this last layer. Like, and I look at it as content, like there's this week we dealt with this and then this week we dealt with this. And, and then this new layer came up and, it was this anger and I was live with Jen and I was just tear. I was tearful. I was like, I'm just tired. Like we've done all this work and I haven't even been able to like relax and enjoy the growth. And I was so frustrated and I meditated. I, I meditate a lot, but in that meditation, it was like, just 
stop for a while then like you you decide like when you've had enough to stop for a while and, and i i just did so i was like you know what so i i did i asked her permission and i i let go of it and i i what do they call it not submit but um surrender surrender i surrendered i surrendered all of it i i had asked you know because i go into this i've got i've got guides and i you know I asked and, and I surrendered. I said, just, will you please just take it? I can't do this right now. Like I am tired. And they were like, yeah, and they just, and then, like I said, and I think just in surrendering it and, and letting it, letting it go caused me to be able to just let it go too. And then I didn't feel so angry anymore after that. And it's very interesting. So that's what I would recommend in your meditation. Just if you feel like you've had enough surrender, whatever's left and then wait hmm. for the next thing. I don't know. Like, I don't like the resonance, the moon stuff. I mean, I'm affected by it, but I don't know how to track it very well. I follow yeah. some people on Instagram that tell me why I'm oh, yeah. feeling the way I yeah. am, but usually by then it's too late and it's already yeah. over. We have a lot in common that way too, because I can't follow that shit whatsoever. <laughs> I just like to be told. I've got a few people that I trust, like yeah. friends, and they'll reach out and they'll explain uh -huh. things to me. And I'll, it's funny. It used to be like I would I would post a video on on ticky talk about you know how i'm feeling then i would find out there's 500 other people would respond that they're feeling the same way and i didn't realize mm -hmm. that now so now i recognize the fact that we're all going through this at the same time so that's pretty that's a it's a nice feeling to feel knowing that you're not alone though too and then in terms of you talked about black sheep before that's that's what the black sheep is feeling alone all the time and i guess everything with TikTok and the connections i've made i no longer feel alone ever at all Yep, it's a double-edged sword, this interweb stuff, but yes. I think that the the positives far outweigh the negatives when it comes to the internet, at, in my opinion. But um, God, I don't know what's going on in those comments, you guys. Seriously, that we are at like, we are at the top of our hour. Matt, usually at the end of the hour, I give our guests an opportunity to leave everybody with a little piece of advice or a little something, something, just kind of you know, help them through the week or something profound or a joke. You got a joke? Like whatever you, should, you got you should have told me about this beforehand i, 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 I should have I, I, that's like the third time i've heard this too and i keep forgetting <laughs> i need to do that with people i just want to encourage everyone to, to um do what you need to do to heal right now don't let anyone else tell you what to do you're going to find all kinds of information out there and we're all looking to be led almost it's like every, all of us who want to stick our hand out and have someone to hang on to it and pull us along the way but but don't like figure out your own path you know find out who to trust and whatnot and right now with with whatever's going on energetically take care of yourself and just find out that you decide on how to do that for me that's meditation and yeah there's lots of little things you can do out there but Healing, just heal, please heal. Just <laughs> start, more. yeah, start with anything. Ask me, ask him, ask anybody how you can start the process. Yeah. We'll get you where you need to go. This is, I don't know how to do it, but I will find people that do and we will get you going too because it's really yeah. important, especially now that we start doing that. With that, Matthew, thank you so much for coming on. You guys over here being all kinds of in the comments and your study hall comment you know what they're doing over there you guys thank you for coming out i love your faces thank you for keeping up with the chat matt thank you for coming on um today is tuesday tomorrow is wednesday we are off tomorrow so we were supposed to have jd tomorrow night uh but he messaged me this morning and they had a scheduling conflict so he's going to be on next monday 
Wednesday. So we are completely off tomorrow. Uh, so we won't see be live back here again until Thursday morning with Queen of the Flock, where we are going to talk about vampires. So we're just all over with the topics. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. So we're going to talk about vampires. You like vampires, Matthew? Yeah, it'd be interesting to listen to it for sure. It's interesting. You're all over the place in the topics, and that's good for people with ADHD. We don't want to stick on one yes. topic too long, right? We've got to be all over the place for sure. It absolutely is. It gets it gets tough though. It get like to swing from like last night we were talking about politics, then to the Schumann residence, and now to this. There's a lot of sage that happens in here. So you know it's all good. We're we're gonna make it happen. You guys, I love your faces. Thanks again, Matthew. Have a good night. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi, and watch out for all of them, dear. Goodbye, you guys. Thank you so much. Mama always said I was born on the wild side. One foot in the flames and the other trying to walk the line Can't say I never saw it coming, I can see the warning signs Mama always said I was born on the wild side